Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. It is easy to lose your sense of self-worth and confidence in the fashion industry. Jobs can be toxic, bosses can be backstabbing, and you can start to doubt yourself and your skills. That's exactly what happened to my guest today, Jenny Flance. So she quit her job without much of a plan, learned Clo, and decided to start freelancing. She joined FAST, my signature program on freelancing, and within a month had landed her first client. She has a few more in the pipeline as well. Jenny shares exactly how she got that client and how she's growing her freelance business. But most importantly, she shares how she got her confidence and self-esteem back up. If you're feeling down in your fashion career or you just want some tips on landing your first freelance gig, you're going to love this episode of Fashion Designers Get Paid. Let's get to it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, How to Freelance in Fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your endeavors into freelancing and fashion. Yeah, so I am a 3D technical designer and product developer. I work with smaller brands, not necessarily startups, but smaller brands um, that do women's wear in the outdoor and active industry. Okay. So 3D technical and product developer, women, smaller women's Mm -hmm. outdoor and active. Yes. I love how niche that is. (laughs) How did you, yeah, go ahead. Well, I felt like maybe I was including too much stuff, but I feel like this is a good starting point. Like including (sighs) outdoor and active, but they're kind of similar. It's, Yeah. And since you're so specialized with like 3D technical and product development, and then you're also like just women's and then you're also smaller brands. Like, I think there's so many qualifiers in there that it like really speaks to a very specific um, brand and customer. How did you figure that out? Mm -hmm. Like who you wanted to serve? Well, I... Well, my last job in-house was for uh, an outdoor kind of outdoor lifestyle women's wear company. And it was a really cool company. um, And I really liked the product. Um, And when I left, like it it just made sense that that would be my next, because I really like being outdoors. I'm here in Colorado and, you know, I really like to hike. And since I've left that job. Like that's kind of what I've immersed myself in. So it just made sense to do outdoor and active apparel. Cause like fitness okay. also is another big, um, thing that I'm really into yeah. <laughs> working out and everything. Yes. So, yeah. 
um, I feel like you should work with the product that you know. And like, since I like to do those things, it makes sense to, to work with those kinds of companies. And also here in Colorado, we have a lot of those companies. Like we there do. are a lot of yeah. small startups, small brands that are in that industry. So yeah, um, I think it's a good entryway point. And then were you previously doing 3D? Is that also how you kind of settled on that specific service? No, I only, I, this is new. I, when I, so this whole year has been kind of a whirlwind <laughs> because I quit my job back in February of this year. Okay. Um, and I didn't really know what I was going to do. <laughs> I just knew I didn't want to be there anymore. Okay. Um, so I quit and I, I signed up to take a clo course at FIT. Okay. Um, and it was like a couple months long and there were two, it was just the intro course and I thought I would see how, um, so I took it and I loved it and yeah. I was like, you know what? I think this could be a, you know, a good path for me. So maybe I'll take the advanced course and maybe I, I hadn't really decided to freelance at quite that point, but like, I thought that this could be a good career development, like a new asset that I could, you know, offer any okay. company or whatever my next step was. Yeah. And, uh, so I took the advanced course and loved it. It was so much fun. Um, and then it, that was like, it ended in the middle of August and I think it was July when I started thinking, I think I want to freelance. And okay. it kind of was sparked by seeing you, um, you're finding you online and your course. Um, Cause I think I signed up in July and I also saw on LinkedIn, one of my connections posted about wanting a, a freelance technical designer who specializes in Clo. Okay. Um, that was based in the Denver area. And I was like, whoa, what are the chances that someone's asking for the thing that I'm thinking of doing? So I thought, I just felt like it was a sign. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, I found you, I signed up for your course and then I landed my first client. I started working in August. So, okay. So just for context, it's October 24th right now that we're recording this just because it'll air a little bit later. Yeah. So signed up for Fast in July and you got your first client in August. Is that the client yes. that you saw post the thing on LinkedIn or where did this client no. come from? Okay. This So this client came from um, doing my customer research, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, well, first of all, the customer research part terrified me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this can't be right. We have to reach out to people now so soon. <laughs> um and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, to ease myself in, I'm going to reach out to people I know. Totally. So I, I reached out to this woman who um, I actually interviewed. She was in my interview uh, for a, com- a job at a company here in Denver um, a couple of years ago. And we just kind of kept in contact. Yeah. Like small contact, just like, congratulations on your, how long you've been at your job, that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. And, um, I reached out to her and asked if she would be willing to talk to me and she's like, sure. And I told her I was doing freelancing. Um, and she's like, 
perfect timing. I actually know someone who needs some help and it is a brand that is in my niche. Like I, I just can't even believe it. The luck yeah. that I had. Um, so she put me in contact with this woman and lo and behold, it is the woman that interviewed me at that same company. Like she moved to this new company and like they, you know, they used to work together, but like yeah. I knew both of them. Oh so it's it yeah. wild. Um, and yeah, I've started working for them, um, in the big, at the beginning of August and okay. it's kind of an ongoing thing. Um, Amazing. I'm just doing, yeah. Um, I've been doing probably like 10 ish hours a week. So it's oh, not great. Fun. But that's There's a good great, base. Yeah. It's a good base and it's, you know, some money coming in and, um, yeah, it's not 3d work though. It's like, uh, like product development, just kind of helping with the overflow, but they are open to 3Ds, which is great because at least I'm getting my foot in the door with this company, yeah. establishing myself uh, and trust and yeah, maybe for sure. go down that path. So. For sure. Okay. So you were really nervous to do customer research, yeah. but then how did it feel to like go out and pitch yourself? Cause, cause I hear this from everybody inside fast. Like, I'm sorry, I have to do what? <laughs> With the customer research. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, if you are not comfortable doing the customer research, how are you going to be comfortable going out and like pitching yourself? To me, yeah, that's like a whole nother level because there's something at stake, right? You're <laughs> being like, hey, can you hire me for some work? In yeah. so many other words. But how did those two things ultimately line up emotionally for you? Um, well, the pit or the the customer research, like reaching out to people that I knew kind of took some of the pressure off the, of, you know, like the pitching is, mm. So, but I'm finding that pitching is like, it's not really for me, I guess it's not really that intimidating until I'm pressing send or until <laughs> I get a apply. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's when it becomes real <laughs> that it starts to be intimidating I'm nervous before those calls and so i i think it's just when it gets real that's when i get nervous um, okay that's kind of a common thread okay yeah. so you sent uh you you mentioned to me uh let me make sure i get this right um the very first pitch i sent out i got a reply within the hour she said she's out of the country currently, but wants me to follow up next week when she's back so we can set up a call. So that must have been a nervous moment. Yes. Well, we still haven't had the call yet. She okay. got back. This was, I think, last week that she okay. got back. Okay. And uh, I did reach out, but I think it was too soon. <laughs> and so she didn't get back to me. But I did email her just this morning um, okay. and sent her my calendar, Calendly link. Yeah. Um, so hopefully she can just set up a time that works for her because she was there for a month. She's probably got a lot, you know, to catch up. Yeah. I don't want to like pressure her. So yeah. Sending her my Calendly will, I thought was like the best way to approach it. Totally. Yeah. Um, and getting a reply to your first cold pitch that had to feel like pretty awesome. Yes. Yes. I was so surprised too. <laughs> I, I just remember like taking a deep breath and hitting send and then I think it was like maybe 20 minutes later, I got a reply and she's like, yes, send your portfolio. And I was like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting 
a reply, first of all, and I wasn't expecting it this fast. Thank yeah. God I have my website up, you know, it's all ready. <laughs> um, so yeah, I sent her my portfolio and like, again, she got back to me right away and was like, yeah, I'm out of the country for a month. I'm back on this day. Um, but let's set up a call when I'm back. So awesome. I feel pretty optimistic that that's yeah. going to still happen. Totally. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and then you mentioned another thing that you got another client by going back to someone and saying, thank you. Yes. So, well, it hasn't turned into a client quite yet, okay. but, um, the woman that recommended me to my first client, yeah. I reached out to her to say thank you and to kind of let her know that it was going well. Like I was, it worked out I'm working with them and, yeah. um, and she was like, you know, I was about to reach out to you because I have, she's got a client who she's designing a swimwear brand for or a swimwear okay. line for. Yeah. And she thought it would be really good to have 3D mock-ups because it's a swimwear line for uh, women who have had double mastectomies. Oh, cool. So showing the fit in the 3D mock-ups would be really beneficial because you just don't see that anywhere. No, uh, literally yeah. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yes. And um, I haven't heard anything in a while. I, I want to follow up. I did follow up once. And she said that her client is like kind of ghosting her. So okay. we're, she's still like in touch with me, but like there's no news on that particular job. But I still feel like there's opportunity. And at least this particular connection is like, she's still keeping me in mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if nothing else, like the lesson learned of like the value of reaching out to someone and just saying, thank you is like how you stay yeah. top of mind for them to keep sending you referrals or for them to keep thinking of you when they might need something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So you got this first project that has a nice 10 hour week base through mm -hmm. a connection, through a connection. Um <laughs> How did you, and if you're comfortable sharing numbers, our listeners always love to hear numbers, but if not, that's totally cool too. Um, how did you figure out like how to go into the pricing and like what that would look like working together with them? Um, I kind of used your drop the three zeros uh, formula, like okay. based off of the salary I was last making. Okay. So at my last job, and I know that i probably should have been making more, but as a good base, um, I was making, uh, I, I was making 64,000 at that last job. So I decided on 65 an hour okay, and great. And I also did with my first client, I did kind of say to them that, you know, the stuff that they're having me doing, like if they want to do 3d work in the future, like that's going to be maybe a little bit higher of a rate because the stuff yeah. that I'm doing for them right now is like, measuring samples and helping with bomb updates and tech packs. And like, it's just not as skilled as the 3D. The 3D. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to renegotiate my rate at that time. That's so, awesome that you planted that yeah. seed up front. They were receptive to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 3D is in demand and I think it's going to be that way for a while. Um, there is a learning curve. It sounds like you caught on pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think I did. I mean, 
in a way it's similar to illustrator because there's like all the tools except yeah. there's two sets of tools yes <laughs> um and maybe just the fact that I know how to use illustrator pretty well like kind yeah. of it's just like learning what the tools are and what they do yeah um but it and also I didn't have a job when I was learning it so like I could really dive in deep and like spend time and play around with it outside of like what was required of the course yeah so yeah yeah um yeah that is a luxury that not everybody is afforded so that is definitely a nice position to be in um okay Mm -hmm. so you mentioned like you quit your job because you you weren't sure what you wanted but you said I didn't want to be there (laughs) um Did you know about freelancing in this type of capacity or like, did you know that this type of work was really an option or where were you at on that before you, I know you said you discovered Uh, my content in like maybe July or something. Yeah. I knew that there were freelancers out there. Cause like at my last job, we did hire some freelancers. Okay. um, Like real remote, not in-house. Yes. Okay. Yes. They were like designing stuff. So it wasn't like necessarily technical design or product development freelancers, but more so design. So I knew that like those kinds of jobs did exist, but I definitely was more familiar with the permalance freelance opportunities. Um, And I was terrified. I've never really thought about doing freelance before because I like stability and like, you know, having a steady paycheck that seemed more attractive to me. And I just, I don't know, the the confidence that you need to be a freelancer to, um, I know, I guess the confidence to like put yourself out there and like to really sell yourself and believe in yourself that you can do what you say you can do. Um, I was really not, like when I left my last job, I was not, in a good confidence place. Like I really was beaten down. So yeah, I, uh, it took me a while to get there. Okay. We'll get back to the episode in about 20 seconds, but real quick, if you're scared to freelance in fashion without a steady paycheck, I want to show you exactly how to get a full list of clients so you can pay your bills and so you don't get your hopes up and then have to go right back to the fashion job you hate. I share it all in my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion, even if you're terrified, you don't have all the answers. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now back to the episode. How long had you been in the industry previous? But I, uh, a little over eight years. Okay. So good a bit. Technical designer. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. so due to maybe various circumstances, your confidence was a little bit down. How mm-hmm. do you think that, like, I just had this discussion with someone this morning. How do you think the scenario changes when it comes to your confidence between putting yourself out there as a freelancer and putting yourself out there for, as a job, like for, for like applying for a job. Um, Yeah. You know, I think it's just, you're more on when you're freelancing. Cause you, you have to do everything you have to network and, or you should network and you should (laughs) like be reaching out and, um, 
you just have to project that confidence. Otherwise people don't really want to work with you. And when you're applying to an in-house job, it's, it's the interviews that you really make your impression. And then whenever I got jobs and I would start, like, I always came at it from a, like a learning perspective. Like I need to learn like how this company does things. Like, so I didn't have to necessarily project the same level of confidence that I guess I feel like (laughs) this might not be true, but I feel like I have to project as a freelancer. But I will say that I, now that I have been doing freelance and like learning the Clo um, software, my confidence has like gone so much high, higher. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like I can do it. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I, I don't know why. I don't know. I just, I think sometimes I let my self-worth be defined by how well I'm doing at my job. And if Mm. I'm not happy or if it's not going well, then it has affected me. So that's kind of something that I've been working on since I quit back in (laughs) February. Yeah. Yeah. So learning Clo and getting a client and doing the work, like you said, your confidence is much higher now. When do you feel like there was that tipping point? Was it just by learning Clo or was it by learning Clo and then actually, well, you're not, you said you're not even doing Clo for your current client though. It's like, when did you, when was that tipping point of like, okay, I got my confidence boost back. So I think it was like in the middle of the Clo courses because Ah. I, I understand like, like how to work manipulate a pattern and so it's like oh yeah maybe that's why it was like easier for me to learn too like I just inherently knew how to how some of the stuff worked yeah I can do this and I also got uh that you know made me picked my projects out sometimes as the best in the course and that that was huge wait what happened with the and like what happened with the she picked my projects like the teacher it's the, uh, yeah, the instructor would choose uh, like the best project in the in for the week and so she would pick mine sometimes then it was just huge like it, totally. a huge confidence yeah yeah like when the courses ended she had really nice things to say and I just that helped tremendously And then, um, when I found your course and like, I don't know, I think just like how easy it was to get my first client. And I don't want to, I don't want to like, I know it's hard to find clients and like, I haven't found a second one yet. (laughs) So like, I know that it's hard work, but like, it gave me the confidence to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that I could get something so quickly, um, inspires me to continue to do hard things, to do the hard things because they do pan out. They do. And, and with the client that I have now, like, even though I'm not doing like super skilled stuff, I think it's actually been really good for my confidence too, Mm. because like the things that maybe I thought I couldn't do like this simple stuff, I'm proving to myself and to this client that I can do it. And I know what I'm doing, you know? Totally. So. Okay. So. You never really thought about freelancing. You quit your job in February. You took the CLO course. How, 
just out of curiosity, how did you find my content if maybe you weren't looking for freelancing stuff? And then like, what was the moment where you're like, wait, maybe I should look at this freelancing stuff? Yeah, I think I was trying to get my portfolio updated uh, and I was okay. like doing, I was doing um, some technical sketches in Illustrator and I was like, man, it's taking me a really long time to fill these with color. I wonder if there's a better way. Like, I wonder what the best way to do it is. And it is hard to find like good content. Like YouTube has like a lot of illustrator tutorials, but like a lot of them have are like three hours long and have way more information than you need. And I came across your website and cause you had like a freebie for like, um, download some trims or something that you, Oh yeah. It's the trim library. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I could use some free trims and I downloaded it. And I, then I got onto your email list and I was like, then I think you started emailing about the fast course or, or some, maybe it was a three-day event. I can't remember, but okay. uh, the three-day training. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. Cause I, I don't really know how to freelance and this could help me like see the path, you know, s- account for like things that I might not know how to do. Yeah. yeah. And I am lucky that my partner is actually a freelancer too, but he's in a, di- he's in a different industry he's in like film and editing and stuff so like okay. I feel like the industries are different enough that your content has been super helpful and really your content like the things that you've said to do have led to all the success that I have had so far <laughs> so um that's been great yeah <laughs> well worth it. yeah thank you you've taken action on it and you've worked hard um so like at what point were you like, okay, maybe this, I'm going to do freelancing. I'm still unsure where that was like a conscious decision. Cause you said you hadn't really thought about it before. Yeah. I, I think it was that post on LinkedIn where someone was asking specifically for the thing that I was thinking of doing. Okay. And then, and then I saw your course and I was like, I just feel like this. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I think this is this is something I'm supposed to try. And like, also there weren't a ton of jobs to apply for. And I was like, I I need Mm. some income. And so I I think maybe at first it kind of started as, oh, well, I'll just do this to pass the time. But Mm. now I feel like it might be, this might be what I want to do. Cause I just love the freedom to be able to work with the people I want to work with, you know? when you get an in-house job, you're stuck with those people. And if you don't like them, then, you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to find a family at a job where you like the job and you like all the people. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. How's that? Like, how do you feel the balance is going um, now that you're freelancing with like, maybe not being in house and not having that, as you call like family or like social office aspect. Cause I know for some people that can feel tough. And obviously we all got pretty much everybody got accustomed to it in one way or another via COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. but for some people that can feel like hard, how do you feel like you're adjusting to that? I, it hasn't been an issue for me. Like I, I have, a lot of close friends that I reach out to and <laughs> I have some type a 
friends too. And we have like <laughs> scheduled times to see each other. And actually I have a friend who lives in Hawaii. So we do zoom chats like all the time. And so yeah. like, I, I guess I just kind of built in a way to, to see people that I care about. And, um, my partner's here all the time too. So I'm never really alone. <laughs> um, and then also with the community, like the fast community, like I've been reaching out and talking to a lot of them yeah. uh, recently too, which has been wonderful. Like the community that the fast community is just incredible. Thank you. No. Yeah. I always say it's like no other. And it's hard to like really hype up what it actually is until people get inside. And then they're like, oh, wow, this is a really good community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, glad to hear to that. Be around so many people that are doing the same thing as you or in a similar adjacent to you yeah. that could help you could, you could answer, they could answer questions that you might have. Like, I just, it's so valuable, you know, it's, yeah. it's like having coworkers. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are your plans? What are you currently working on? Are you still pitching? Are you like, what, where are you at? I'm still pitching. Um, I'm hoping that that, uh, the woman that was in, out of the country, I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping that that turns into a call. Yeah. No guarantees. It'll be a client, but I'm hopeful that it will be. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm going to keep on top of the other woman that uh, to put me in touch with my first client yeah. and hopefully that will turn into something. Um, and then I'm just sending follow-ups. I have a bunch of follow-ups I need to do on pitches that I've previously sent out and yeah, yeah, just send in all those emails Yeah, and finding pieces of value. That's actually something that I, that you talk about that I'm really struggling with. I don't know what is so hard about it, but I'm, I guess I'm struggling to find the right things. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but my guess is right. you're likely overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it can be anything from here's my unsolicited advice, but like, it could even be a quick screenshot of a self-directed project that you recently did in Clo mm -hmm. that visually would like really make sense to that brand. Right. Um, be like, Hey, I just wanted to like share this mock-up I was just playing around with. It reminds me of some of the pieces you do, or, you know, some of the pieces in your line, um, always love sharing what's possible and close, close your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like that's great people, you know, I think that like people love, especially some of the new stuff with Clo and the 3D rendering, like people love seeing those images and seeing what's possible yeah. with this, these really powerful softwares. Um, so yeah, you don't need to overthink it and it doesn't, it, it can be like a little bit of like a backdoor brag. <laughs> yeah. I stealing that from Jenna from 30 rock. <laughs> watch the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's always an option. And, mm -hmm. you know, another really easy one is like just a really genuine compliment or just like a really genuine, like personal check-in like, Hey, I mm -hmm. saw you posted this thing on LinkedIn or on Instagram. And I just wanted to let you know, like how cool I thought it was or post directly on the post, you know, comment directly on the post or something like just genuine yeah. engagement can be 
massive value because let's be honest, most people don't do it. Takes work. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those um, are all great ideas. Yeah. So try yeah. out some of those and mm-hmm. um, make your life simple. <laughs> yeah. Don't overthink those things. Yeah. Um, I am super excited to hear your successes, Jenny, and how everything has gone so well for you. It does sound like a lot of stars aligned, but I, as I talk about in some of my trainings, I'm a big believer that success is three parts. One is risk, putting yourself out there and taking the risk strategy, like having the right knowledge and skills and strategy. And then third is luck. But I genuinely believe that when you lean into that risk and you lean into that strategy, you will put yourself in many more positions where you can get lucky. Um, and so, you know, I don't ever like to discount when the stars align and yes, of course, things fall in our lap, but also you've done a lot of things proactively to get these certain opportunities. So Mm -hmm. please applaud yourself for that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in case anyone needs to hire a 3d clothe technical designer, product developer for small women's active and outdoor brands. <laughs> Did I get it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Maybe not as succinctly <laughs> as you said it, but those are all the qualifiers. Uh-huh. Um, Jenny, just maybe your person, where can people connect with you online? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, it's are Jennifer. we connected? Uh, I think we are actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just got really Um, active on there. (laughs) (laughs) I've been enjoying all of your posts, by the way. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Jennifer Flans is my name on there. Okay. Um, I'll link to that. P-F-L-A-N-Z. Silent P. Um, And then my my work email is uh, jenny.m.flans at gmail. Okay. Awesome. We'll put both of those in the show notes. Email me there. Awesome. And I'd love to end with a question I ask everybody at the end of the interview. And that is, what is one thing people never ask you about being a freelancer in fashion that you wish they would? I wish they would ask me about anything about sustainability. Actually. Ah, okay. I, that is part of why I wanted to do Clo is to help come. And I just, I, I know it's becoming like a bigger thing now. Like a lot of companies are taking that seriously, mm-hmm. but I feel like people that at least in my circle, they're not asking me about what are brands doing or what can you mm. do or what should I look for um, in a brand when I'm getting clothes. I think like knowledge about how you can be more sustainable and like things to look for. And I just think I wish people asked me a little more about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you yeah. like? What, what are some of the tips that you would give people? Um, looking at uh, if companies are certified, like if they have a fair trade certified, you know, just like kind of what certifications do they have and on their website, what, what are they talking about? Like, how are they trying to be sustainable? Are they recycling mm-hmm. coffee grounds or are they recycling plastic from the ocean or, mm-hmm. um, I feel like if they're putting a genuine effort into being sustainable, they're going to brag about it on their website. Mm-hmm, if totally. it's just a passing statement, like, oh yeah, we are trying to be sustainable with everything. And that's all they say. Like, 
I, I question how much, how serious they are about it, I guess. Like yeah. it might be true, but I feel like the, the companies and the brands that are really putting a, their best foot forward with that is when they're really bragging about it and telling you exactly what and how they're doing it. Yeah. So specific yeah. details rather than broad sweeping statements. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And then that goes in hand in hand with the closed services that you're offering, because that can really reduce the amount of prototypes, which is sustainable in so many ways. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I feel like that's how I can do my part. You know, yeah, I, I want to sure. help brands be more sustainable. And I, I want to be a part of the solution. Cause like when I found like in college, we didn't learn about how the apparel industry is like one of the top polluters. <laughs> and like, it was disheartening when yeah, I you know when you figured that. that out. Yeah. And like, I don't know that if I'd known that in college, it would have swayed me against what I do now, but I think it might have made me a little more in the know about it. Like I might've been a little more selective of like what I applied mm. to mm-hmm. um, or just, I don't know, just being more conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank so you now for I, that. yeah, I feel like with Chloe, I can make a difference. You so. could do your part. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting, Jenny. It was lovely to have you. Yeah. Yeah. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the fashion designers get paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did Alexandra who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job. Yes, true story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this. Me and my team are rooting for you.